okay. We're back. Yes, this is part two. Rolex, how to buy. I want to I wanna buy a Rolex. I want my Rolex TV. Okay, what do you do? So we were talking about uh, brands, how you get in, what's the cheapest, what are the prices. Okay, well, we're talking about brand new. <clears throat> if you want to pay retail, which I don't recommend, but if you did, you could. Okay, next up, we talked about Submariner. Next up is the Milgoss. Now, this is an oddball watch. It's very cool. It, it, uh, I'm trying to think of what the hell it measures. It measures uh, Goss. Isn't that weird? It measures Goss, G-A-U-S-S, which is some kind of a electrical reading. I'm trying to remember. I'll look it up and tell you what it is because even I sometimes get confused okay 9400 for a milgoss it's a stainless steel watch it's got a different kind of a greenish dial with a lightning kind of a lightning bolt for a hand that's really cool your second hand's like a lightning bolt so let me see what milgoss is all about uh it's magnetic fields is the goss g-a-u-s-s uh and it it says it's a device to help scientists to protect their watches while working under intense laboratory magnetic fields. So it has an iron, soft iron case around the movement. So it actually, you have the movement and then you have a protective case around it to keep magnetism away from it. And it's got a black dial and a blue dial. The crystal has like a green ring around the outside. Uh, and it's got that lightning bolt orange secondhand, which is really cool. So these are getting popular, believe it or not, Milgas. It has a heavy oyster bracelet. It looks like an Air King. It's got a smooth bezel. It's pretty plain, but nice. Uh, but it's more sporty again. It's not a dress watch. Uh, now, did, we did talk about the Explorer. So the Explorer was actually made to go on like expeditions for like guys that go to the top of the Himalayas or places like that. That's what it's really made for. High altitudes and demanding conditions. And it's very cool. Um, Explore is a beautiful watch. Really nice. Air King is now too. Air King, they've redone. I told you that, but it, I'm just looking at one that looks really cool. Originally, they were very plain. They were like the entry-level Rolex. They were not automatic. The new ones say automatic chronometer. The old ones did not. They said precision or they were automatic, but not a chronometer. Either or. Okay, so the next one we got to talk about, and these are the popular ones, is the GMT Master. Now, I've owned a lot of these, and I really like the GMT Master. It's a pilot's watch, an aircraft watch, and it has usually another hand that gives you the time in 24-hour uh, military time, which is very cool. And what it has, it has a bezel around the outside that goes from one or zero to 24. And all you have to do is look at the bezel and you set the hand and that there's a third hand like an arrow and it's orange and the other hands are not. And it points at GMT, which is Greenwich Mean Time or Military Time, you know, like 1800 hours. We're going to, you know, fly the plane kind of thing. So it gives you the regular time when you look at it, but it has an extra hand that points to a chapter bezel on the outside that gives you the 24-hour time. So you can look at the regular time or you can look at the little arrow and say, oh, 
it's 1400 hours, 1400 hour, 1410 or whatever. And you can figure it out. So that's what a GMT is. Um, they used to be very similar to a Submariner case in the band. They used to put a Jubilee on it instead of a heavy oyster. So it would look different than a sub. Uh, you can still dive with it. I think it's still 300 meters. I think it's still a thousand. It's at least 300 foot diving. So you can dive with it, even though it's more of a pilot's watch. Um, very cool watch. Now, in the old days, you could not adjust the third hand. The new ones, the GMT twos, you can adjust the third, the GMT hand. The old ones, you couldn't. Now, did I tell you how much they go for? Um, wow. They've really gone up. Holy macaroni. They used to be cheaper than the Submariners. I used to sell these things for 2000 to 2500 all day long. Pre-owned, of course. And today to get one brand new, I hope you're sitting down for this one. This is mind-blowing. It's over almost 10.5 for a stainless steel GMT. So they've really elevated this watch into something special. I used to get them for nothing. Nobody wanted them. And they had, the, they had the Pepsi bezel, which was a bezel where the top was blue, the bottom was red, or vice versa, depending on where it was. And it had the 0 to 24 on it. And then there was a brown one. It had kind of a brownish dial and a brown bezel. Those are cool, too. Different look. The other one was called Pepsi because it was red, white, and blue. Those are around. You can get them. But, of course, they're very expensive today. They're not cheap. But then again, it's all relative. What, what was it years ago? What is it today? You know, you could have bought them so cheap in the old days, and now they're expensive as hell. But then again, 10 years from now, they're going to be much more expensive than hell. <laughs> so it's like the longer you wait, the more they're going to cost. So the, why wait? Get in now. Don't wait. You got to be nuts to wait because it's just going to hurt. So you got to kind of decide, okay, what you want. And I would, again, tell you to go to a nice jewelry store and look at these watches and see what you like. Now, the vintage ones from the 80s, 90s, 2000s are not going to look the same or feel the same as the ones right now you can go look in the stores. They keep making them heavier. They keep making them bigger. They keep making them more detailed. So you're going to look at like a new Air King and you're going to, wow, I really like that. And you're going to look at vintage ones and go, those are terrible looking. They don't have the same, that same look that the new ones have. No, they don't. Now, you could take a vintage one and redial it, restore the dial to look like the new ones. You could. It could be done. But do you want to do that? If you want one that looks... Okay, let's take that tack real quick, and we'll go back to what I was talking about in a minute. Let's say you do want to do that. So you can find a pretty reasonable GMT, an older one, but you want it to look like the newer dials. You could figure in another probably three to $400 to redo the dial. And you can have it done virtually any way you want. Now, remember, if you buy a vintage one, it may not be the same size as the newer ones. So they're going to have to shrink the dial down to that size, which is exactly what I did on my watch. It shrunk it down a little bit, but it looks fine. It looks the same. Doesn't look any different. It's all relative proportionately. So you could do that. And if you wanted to get in an entry-level GMT, I have to look it up and see what they're going for these days. But my guess would probably be 3000 or more which is, that's probably too cheap. Uh, let me take a look, because there's a lot to talk about. We could do this more chapters, as long as more episodes, as long as we need. There's nobody telling me anymore what to do, which is really nice, because that was one of the problems I always had 
was everybody wanted to get in the middle of it all. And I didn't like it. Okay, so, wow. Where's the older GMTs? These are explorers. I don't want explorers. I want GMT. Um, okay, so what I'm do what am I doing wrong? No, I'm not doing anything wrong. There's like no GMTs. My God. Here's an older one. Nine thousand dollars, two tone. Holy mackerel. Whew. Where's all the ones like I used to have? Here they are. They're really expensive. They want like near 10 grand for these things now. Pre-owned. Shock of shocks. Two tones I would sell for four four thousand, maybe. They're going for oh, 10 and 11 now. Whew. And that's cheap, believe it or not. Yeah, it's terrible. This is really nuts. Okay, so now you come to your next problem. I like the GMT, but I'm not willing to pay 10000 for a used one or 9000 and, and I don't blame you. What you could do is you could make one to look like a GMT. You could take a Submariner and change the dial to a GMT dial. Change the bezel to a GMT bezel and it would look pretty damn close. You could. There's other ways to, to uh, skin the cat, as they used to say. But it's shocking what they want. Absolutely shocking. <laughs> I just cannot believe it. I can't believe the prices. But okay. But this show is about getting your best deal, collecting and having fun. So I would say, I hate to tell you this, but I would say stay away from GMTs. They're just too expensive. You can't, they're not reasonable anymore. So I would stay away. Next one is the Yacht Master. And the entry level retail is going to be, I think, around uh, 11 and a half. And a Yacht Master is a very cool watch. I mean, I've never owned one, but they're supposedly for people that, you know, are boaters. So let me take a look and see what the Yacht Crazy, 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 crazy. First Yacht Master came out in 1992. It came out in gold. Um, they were 37 millimeters when they came out. They had a turnable bezel, kind of like a diving watch, but nicer. Metal, not an insert. Usually there's an insert like on a Submariner, which is a little uh, round thing that fits in to your metal bezel. So they call it an insert, but it's like a little ring that fits not little it goes around the watch this is solid these uh bezels are solid steel with the numbers embedded kind of like the thunderbirds they come in 40 millimeter and 42 they're big and they're very beautiful you don't see them very much i mean i didn't see tons of them in in my day so i don't know what they would go for a pre-owned let's take a look Let's take a look, shall we? And I'll give you an idea what they should go for. Oh, boy, they don't go cheap either. Wow. That's ladies. Ladies like these, by the way. They're a bigger ladies watch, kind of fancier. They're cool. But they're big. It's a big sport watch. It's not some little thing. Um, okay, here's a man's two-tone 6,800. Golly. Whew, man. Man, 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 it's nuts too. I would probably stay away from these 7,500, 70. You're near eight grand for a pre-owned one. It's it's crazy. And they're 11 new. So what, what are you getting off? 20, 30% you get a used watch. Uh, to me, that's not a great deal. That's why Rolex, you got to be very careful because you can end up paying too much. 
in my opinion. You may say I'm crazy. You may say, no, that's a great price, $8,000 for an $11,000 watch, and it's not bad. But I think you could do better. I really do. I know I can. So if I can, why can't you? Especially if you're dumb enough to listen to me, then you know you're going to learn something and you're going to get something. All the smart people are here. The dumb ones left. Okay, next up. Oh, this is sick. Sea Dweller or the Deep Sea is the Submariner where you can dive much further. And mama mia, have they gone up. Golly. Incredible. Brand new. They are 13.6 for stainless steel. And all it is is a Submariner. It's thicker. The head is thicker. It'll dive deeper. And it has a helium escape valve. So if you're diving way, way down, if there's any kind of helium or anything in the watch, it can escape and not blow up because um, you can really go down deep with these watches. I'm trying to figure out how, how deep you can go. Let me see if I can get this because I know it's like 2,000 feet instead of 1,000 feet. It's like 2,000 instead of 1,000. You can go a long way. I mean, let's put it this way. If you could dive a thousand feet, you'd probably die anyhow, because how deep is what? Your pool is what? 10 feet? <laughs> so people want these watches that'll go way, 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 way down. Okay. I just looked at our Yachtmaster 2, which is really cool. It has a timer on it, the Yachtmaster, so you can time a regatta. Very cool. Okay. I know this story. In 1960, uh, they took a bathysphere called the Trieste down to the deepest spot in the Mariana Trench. And they fastened a deep sea special. And it went down 10,900 meters. That's times three. So it'd be 30,000 feet. And it ran correct. Which is amazing. Okay, so it's supposed to go. Um, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say. Let's see. What is Hold on one sec. 4,000 feet. Yeah, 4,000 feet it goes down. Isn't that amazing? But it's a bigger watch, and they go for a lot of money. It used to be the same as a sub. And I'll tell the story I know I've told before because it's as true as it gets. Uh, I sold a, they used to call them um, Sea Dweller. Now they call them Deep Sea. I sold a, a Sea Dweller to a friend, and he didn't pay me very much. Probably, I don't know, $3,000. This is years ago. And it had the red on the dial on top of everything else, which is really, really rare. It said uh, well, some of the writing on the dials in red. And the, they went crazy for that later. And I, at the time I was, I sold it. It wasn't that big of a deal. It became big later. So he bought it, wore it for a while, has a heavy oyster bracelet. It's a really nice watch. He gave it to his son, who's an investment banker. And he didn't believe it was real. He thought it was fake. He didn't know me. And I kept telling my friend, tell him it's real. It is. So he didn't believe it. But in the meantime, it needed service. He took it to some jewelry repair center. This is in New York. And they told him to come back. And they said when he came back that the watch was lost or stolen or something. And they would give him, I think they gave him $2,500. And my buddy called me up, told me the story. And said, how much is it to buy a new one? And I went and called some of my sources, came back and said, $14,000 for that watch. So they ripped this kid off. He wasn't a kid. He was in his 30s. They ripped him off, which is something you need to be careful of. 
Because what if that happens to you? They take your rear watch and say it got lost, stolen, whatever, and they'll give you a low ball amount. What do you do? That's a good question. Uh, I probably would sue them. I probably would. Definitely get a lawsuit, get your money back. So that's the story of the sea dweller deep sea. He didn't believe it. And he couldn't believe it when I told him what it would cost to replace it. And they're brand new. They're the 13.5. But remember, this had the red dial, which is really rare. So it was even more expensive. I knew it wasn't going to be cheap, but I didn't think it was going to be that much. All right, I got to take a break. I'm running late. So here we go. Let's take a quick break, shall we? Where's my, uh, where's my break stuff? This is fun. We're having a good time. At least I am, if you're not. I'm having a lot of fun telling you about Rolexes. Hold on. Be right back. Okay, I guess we're back. So this is turning into a lot more fun than I thought it would, to be brutally frank. I thought this was going to be one chapter, maybe two, but this is, we're going pretty good on this stuff. And it's getting me going because I've done so many of these that I can help you get something that would be a lot of fun, especially everybody wants a Rolex. Everybody, everybody knows what it is. Okay. So the next and the last and the most fun one I'm going to talk about is the Daytona. Now the Daytona is a stopwatch chronograph by Rolex. It has screw down pushers on the side. And if you look at chronographs, they usually have little pusher buttons on the side that stick out with the Rolex one. It's one you turn and it locks. And that's really good. Both of the pushers top and bottom and the center crown all locked down. Now, why would they do that to keep the water out? So that's cool. Now the Daytona goes back to Le Mans and in the 60s, Paul Newman wore one when he was racing and it had a different dial than you see on the later ones. So that became the Paul Newman Daytona. Now they came out. It's a nice watch, but is it worth the kind of money? I told you the story on the last uh, podcast that they came out at 53 to 5,800 and you couldn't buy them for under 10 in stainless. You couldn't. Um, so they went completely bananas and the Japanese market went crazy for the stainless ones. Now here's the kicker. You could, I don't know about today, but you could buy a two tone Daytona for less pre-owned than a, than a stainless. And I thought the two tones were beautiful, but that's not what the market wanted. The market wanted stainless. Why? I do not know if you like two tones to me, it's dressier. To me, it looks better. I love two tones. I mean, I have a lot of stainless, but I like two tones also. And I don't mean just Rolex. I mean anything. To me, it gives it much more classier, dressier look to have gold and stainless together. And most of the watches I've mentioned, you can get in two tone. Submariner two tone is, you don't see them that much. They're beautiful. I love it with the blue dial or the Surti dial, it's called, which is S E R T I which is an extra dial, which I've talked about before. And if you really want me to, I can talk about it again, but I don't want to waste the time now because I want to get in, keep going about buying a Rolex. So you got to do a lot of research. You got to look at everything because a, you're investing a lot of money into something and B you're going to want to love it. I know what happens when you buy something, a watch and you think you're going to absolutely adore it. And then you don't, 
you go, eh, yeah, I like it. But then you start wearing it and you go, eh, it's not my favorite. You want to wear stuff that you really enjoy, that really makes you happy. That's what this is all about. If it doesn't make you happy, what do you need it for? You know, it's like when I put watches on, I'm going, eh, I really don't want to wear this today. It's not, that's not a good thing. You want to say, man, I can't wait to wear that watch. Man, I can't wait to have it on my wrist. Makes me happy. I look down and there it is and I'm cool. And you're going to ask me what I'm wearing today. I am wearing a pair. I am wearing a parallel tank, cut corner tank, big called the Royale. And I have talked about parallel. I think that parallel is the best bargain in watches, period. Good watches. They're not cheap but they're not ridiculously priced either. And they're really nicely made. Very nice. I have three parallels, three or four, three. And I love them. Love them. See, I used to sell a lot of parallels in the old days. Excuse me. Nikon had bought the company, but they're not owned by Nikon today, but they were back then. And they were really pushing to get it going. Nikon, the camera company owned them. So I was given these and I was like, what are these? And I started doing the research on them and I really liked them. They were beautiful. They ran great. And the quality, there's something about a quality watch that I can't put into words. You put it in your hand, you touch it, you look at it, you feel it. It's tactile, sensual, you name it. If it's really good quality, everything looks so sharp and vivid. Like look at a Patek or a Vacheron, Rolex, they're very sharp. Well, Parallel is right there. Attention to detail. And Parallel is all by itself. So they're not owned by a big conglomerate, but I'm getting away from Rolex, so I want to get off Parallel. Okay, so let's go back to our Rolex buying spree here. So I tell you, you got to do a lot of research. I mean, you want to talk about the Submariner, James Bond, Sean Connery wore it in, uh, I think Goldfinger, he wore a Submariner, and he wore it on a strap, like a nylon strap, and it didn't have the crown guard. Now, what the hell does that mean? It was an earlier one. Crown guard, if you look at the crown on a Submariner, the case actually comes up to the crown. It kind of sticks out to protect the crown. So if something were to whack on it really hard, it would hit the side of the case, not the crown. I don't know how to describe it in words other than the crown is not by itself. It's It's got two protectors on either side that are made of stainless steel and they're part of the case. And they protect it. Now, in the James Bond movie with Sean Connery, um, Goldfinger, they didn't have that. The earlier Submariners did not have a crown guard. And you should look it up and get a look at those and see, because if you ever see one, grab it. It's worth a lot. That's another thing. You need to know what the rare ones are. The ones to be looking out for that, you know, God forbid you go into an antique store or something and they've got one in there and it's not ridiculously priced. Buy the damn thing. You'll make money. Or you'll have a rare, rare piece that you can trade or keep or enjoy. I mean, there's so much you can do with this stuff. It's amazing. You can go to these. Um, oh, that's another thing I should tell you about is there's a there's a body that governs watches called the NAWCC, the National Association of Wristwatch Collectors. You should join that. That is a very good, very good club to join because you'll get all kinds of stuff through there. It's called the NAWCC. If you haven't heard of it, go on there and join. 
Okay, so we're still talking about Rolexes. We're almost, believe it or not, out of time, and I haven't even scratched the surface, which is shocking to me because I thought maybe one episode, but we're going to go much further, I can tell you already, because you're probably going to empty my brain on Rolexes and how to buy them and what to do. Okay, so I told you pretty much the models that everybody wants. Now, the one I really didn't talk a lot about is the Datejust. And that is what I would tell you if you want a modern-looking Rolex that you can actually, it's dressier than the regular Submariners and stuff, I would tell you, look at a Datejust. That is the watch. There's tons of them out there. I think they sold more Datejust than any other watch. And the stainless Datejust, Datejust comes with a Jubilee bracelet doesn't come with the heavy oyster bracelet comes with the jubilee you can change it you know i've told you there's aftermarket jubilee and oyster heavy oyster bracelets from italy that look so good that you could change it no one know the difference and if you're really sneaky you can put the rolex logo on it i don't recommend it because it's if you took it in a rolex they tell you the whole watch is fake so i would tell you don't do that but a lot of people do and if you want to have a Rolex that looks like a Rolex, you can take a Rolex buckle and have it grafted onto an aftermarket band and bango, you're in business. Because what the hell's the difference? I'm telling you, it's 99% as close. They look so good that I used to say to people, if you needed links, do you want the aftermarket ones or do you want the real ones? The aftermarket fit exactly into your band. They look exactly the same, but they don't say Rolex. And they're like half or a quarter of the price. And most people would say, give me the aftermarket. Duh. I mean, you can buy the real ones, but they're very pricey, especially two tones. Uh, aftermarket, can't tell the difference. But what you got to look for with aftermarket stuff is, is it plated gold or real gold? Rolex is not plated. Rolex is solid. So if you have solid gold links in your bracelet in the center, they're real. They're gold. You buy an aftermarket, I've seen them inexpensive in their plate, which means it's going to wear out. It's going to turn colors. Don't need that. You want real. And yes, they do have aftermarket bracelets with real gold. You just got to be careful. Got to do your research. Uh, it's nice if you can talk to people. Or there's some kind of a forum asking, you know, where should I get it and what should I get? That's kind of nice. And I would really like to put some kind of a forum together. I think it would be really nice. Um, so... Let me know if you'd like that. By the way, if you do want to contact me, it's LeeJacksonWatches at gmail.com. And please don't send me weird, nasty messages. I'm not going to respond. You know, been there, done that for too many years, had all kinds of weirdos. I don't need them. So please, if you're going to say, say something, be constructive. Don't be destructive. It's not going to get you anywhere. I'm not going to respond. But I'm happy to answer any questions I can if you really want it. I really am. I really would. Okay, so what next should we talk about? Okay, so do you want pre-owned? Do you want new? I like Datejust. I just said it, and I'll say it again, because you can get a hell of a deal on Datejust. They're less expensive than the rest. I mean, you saw how these things have gone completely crazy, the Yacht Masters and the Submariners. and the They're gone nuts. And you know what? If you want one of those and you go, you know what? That's my watch. That's what I want. It's what I've always wanted. I dream about whatever. Then do it. Just be prepared to spend money. I like the idea of spending a little money and getting a lot of value rather than paying through the nose for something. <laughs> Not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Sorry. I I kind of don't I kind of don't agree with that. I mean, that's what makes it fun. You no, know, that's what makes it fun. 
come on. That to me, it's got to be fun. If it's not fun, what the hell good is it? You know, I like the idea where you're thinking about stuff and it drives you nuts and you go to bed thinking about it. Okay, let's take a look. All right, so. Um, okay, let's get some pricing. Okay, so you can get, uh, there's old, now they just go back to the 50s. So they have older ones. And I don't know if you're not really a collector and like antique looking watches, then you want to stick with the newer ones. And I would say, if you don't mind plastic crystals, you can go back to the 80s. If you like sapphire, you're going to go 90s and up. Wow. Holy mackerel. They're like four grand. Yeah, just for stainless ones are 4,000. Wow. I don't even know if these are. I don't even know if these are plastic. They look like plastic to me, which means the crystal. And the difference, because I'm about to go through it. Let me see what this is. May I? May I please? Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, God. Aftermarket band. Who needs that? Yeah. Okay. This is plastic with an aftermarket band, and they want. 4,100 for this piece of junk. Sorry. Yeah, on a strap, they're expensive. They're really expensive. Ooh. Yeah, the older ones are 4,100, 4,200. Then they got these fancy dials. These like they got a purple dial and a red dial and a blue dial. They're all redone dials. So if you don't mind and you want something fresh looking, those are cool, but they're not original. They never made those colors. They're just now starting to come out.